You are listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Caposa, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I'm your host, Giovanna Caposa, and I'm so happy that you've joined us back here again today. I have another special guest on the show today. Of course, all my guests are special, but I want to welcome in fellow high-achieving and highly motivated, ambitious woman, Kelly Lynn Adams, to the show today. We get into a conversation about what it means for women who are in leadership or who are high achievers. And what are some of the pitfalls and how is it that we can avoid the pitfalls while maintaining true to our goals and our desires and what it is that we want to create without necessarily burning out and maybe getting to that place where it's just too much and we have to stop. So we have a great conversation around that. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Kelly. As a certified business and leadership coach, author, motivational speaker, and founder of the After Five Club, Kelly Lynn has helped thousands of high-achieving women especially corporate women with side hustles, redefine success through shifting their mindsets, stepping into their divine power and confidence, and of course, supersizing their self-love. Kelly Lynn has also spent over 10 years in corporate finance for some of the top fashion and retail brands in the world. She's on a mission to help one woman and one business at a time realize that they can be, do, and have everything that they desire. On her path to leave a legacy for the next generation to come, she teaches women on how to do the same. You can catch Kelly Lynn on any number of platforms. She's been featured on Forbes.com, Huffington Post, ABC, Fox, and CBS, just to name a few. And if you want to find out more information about her, you can go to her website at kellylynnadams.com. But without further ado, I want to welcome Kelly to the show. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on She Rises. I am so excited to be here. Yeah. I mean, we were just briefly talking before, you know, I turned on the recording about the similarities about the women we work with and what we love to do and how we love to work with women in leadership. And I'm excited to have this conversation because I know there's a lot of women out there listening who are just dying to know more about how they continue to step into leadership and to step into their greatness. So let's go for it. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. So tell us, you know, I, I sometimes like to start the show with someone's, you know, she rises moment. And, and what I describe that to be is a rising moment is any time. And, you know, we've had multiple as women, as you know, in our lifetime, a moment where, you know, maybe you had to reinvent, you know, maybe, you know, I know you went from corporate into being an entrepreneur and maybe it's that moment, but share with us and, and the listeners, if you will, what was your moment that you can identify where you just had to like step up, reinvent or take it to another level? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's like you said, there's so many moments. I mean, I guess I'll pick the most traumatizing on my body, I guess, <laughs> because it really <laughs> kind of slapped me in the, in the face for better use of words. But 
Um, so I was in the luxury fashion industry. I had a really high position in a very well-known, um, corporation in New York city. Um, everyone knows the fashion brand and, um, I worked basically right underneath the CEO. Um, I climbed the corporate ladder. I had a really, you know, high job strategy, finance, a little bit of HR, and I was just working around the clock, but I loved it. I mean, um, my boss, uh, she was a mentor of mine. She was amazing still to this day. I highly respect her. I loved basically every single thing about my career, you know, about my corporate career, because I basically climbed the corporate ladder and I was very proud of myself. And it was really every girl's dream to have this job. But I remember one month I literally worked 80 hours each week and I was working, commuting, you know, sleeping, building my business on the side. And that was pretty much it. I wasn't having any fun and I wasn't, it was just work, work, work and like survival mode. And it was only for a month because it was a really busy time. And, um, not even honestly halfway through the month, I just got really, really sick and my body just completely shut down. Um, I basically wound up in the hospital and they said, you know, there's really nothing like crazy wrong. You're just burnt out. You're, it's just from overexhaustion. So basically at that moment, it was kind of like a wake up call for me. And, um, you know, I teach self-love and I teach like how to balance, you know, the side hustle with the corporate job. And at that point I was just so embarrassed, like of how did I get here? You know? And, um, I was just like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But I'm like, you know what? Like, I thought about it and it honestly took me three weeks to a month to recover. Like I could not, I was literally sleeping all the time. I did not check email. It was like, it was horrible. It was cause I, that's what I needed. I needed to really recuperate. So anyway, I was like, how could this happen to me? And you know, I just really got quiet and I'm a type of person where if something happens to you, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. So I'm always asking the question, okay. And maybe not in the right exact moment I was asking this question, but you know, when I was really just, looking at it from an outsider's point of view, it's like, well, what is the opportunity here and what's the lesson? And, you know, what I found and what I came to realize was like, wow, the universe was giving me this and I had to go through this because the universe wants me to teach this to other people, you know, and maybe help them if they're in the same predicament. And I really wanted to become a master at that. And that's what the universe was giving me that lesson for is to really become a master at how do you juggle it all? Even if you're not in a corporate, you know, job, I mean, women today, we have so much going on, whether you're a mom, I mean, that's a full-time job, whether you have a full-time, you know, business, but you're then starting, you know, another business or two on the side. I mean, it can go so much and it's so noisy and it's so, you know, we're, we're just working at such a faster pace today. Um, and I think as women, we've, we definitely have made strides, you know, and, and leaps and bounds to where our mothers or even grandmothers were. But I think, you know, we do have to take a step back. And this year I'm really focusing with my coach and my community on really how to really slow down in order to speed up. But that was really a pivotal moment, just landing in the hospital and realizing like, what the heck, you know, why did this happen to me? Absolutely. You know, I'm listening to your story and I always think back to this I forget what episode it was. It was one of the episodes of Oprah where she's, you know, talking to someone and she says like, you know, first the universe, you know, whispers and then you might, you might get a little flick, you know, and then you get the brick in the head. And what I heard you say, which, you know, sometimes we think like, oh, burnout happens when you're just like, you're obligated and you're doing the stuff you have to do. And, and, you know, like you're doing the grind. But what I heard you say is actually you were loving what you were doing. And so 
it's like that's the other end of the paradigm and other end of the spectrum is you can still be loving what you're doing and get yourself into a place where you just crash. Absolutely. And I think that even is more prevalent for people that love what they do, you know, because there's a lot of people that don't love what they do, right? A lot of my clients are in jobs that they absolutely hate and they're just like, I just need to do my passion. But then there's a lot of people that love what they do, whether in their, their in corporate America or they're in their, you know, entrepreneurial job or business. And it's kind of like you love, because when you love what you do, it's like you can do it forever, right? Time just doesn't, you know, just time right, just stops. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, how do you manage that? Like, how do you really, you know, take time for yourself, you know, stop at a point where it's healthy, because it's really ingrained in you. Yeah. And there's like, there's a a tiny little and I don't know if you agree with this or not. But there's a tiny little distinction in there also, because, you know, when you are in a flow state, when you're doing something you love, and hours can go by, and you don't even notice when you're in a flow state, like vibrationally speaking, that's a high vibration and and all's great. And then there's that little hiccup where it's like, well, that's great. I'm in a flow state, but then there's something else that kicks in there, I think. And this is what I'm hearing with your story. It's, I've heard it with mine and so many other women's stories where we go from that flow state to like the ignore state. So now we're like not even like we've surpassed the flow state. Now we're just ignoring and we're in a place where we're not listening and we're not embodied. We're not being in our body. And so the body just says, all right, you're going to be in it now. So whatever, you break your leg, you have a burnout, you something happens to get you back in. Absolutely. And, you know, another blessing I'll share with you, you know, I have a couple of autoimmune um you know, diseases, right? So, um, and they're blessings to me because it's like, oh my gosh, like when I'm tired or, you know, when I know I'm kind of past that limit, you know, when I'm in the flow state, my body, I mean, this, this ease, these diseases are really like a red flag to be like, Kelly, like, hello, listen, like you're at your stopping point. So, you know, anyone with a chronic illness or autoimmune or, or anything like that, or, or even body, Body, like being in tune with your body, you don't have to have a disease, but your body will definitely let you know when something's like, okay, you're pushing too hard or you're working too much or you're, you're tired. And listen, we go in ebbs and flows of the seasons of the year, right? I mean, in winter, maybe we're a little bit more tired, right? There's not as much sunshine. So listening to that and being cognizant of just even the seasonal changes too and how your body you know, responds is also really important. Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, I, I want to underscore this for people listening too. like, there's a definite difference between being in a flow state and then sort of ignoring what your needs are. Because when you're in a flow state, I mean, vibrationally speaking, you can forget that you even have a sore leg or a sore anything because you're at that state where your consciousness is at that level. That's that your body is not coming into play in so much as you're not focused on your ailments or things that are wrong. And then the ignoring piece is when we're just not listening to the cues that are coming up because, you know, we might think we're in flow state at that point, but we're really just kind of ignoring. So it's such a fine line. And I love what you said about, you know, using what is going on with your body, in your case, your autoimmune disease to help you and sort of say, okay, this is too much, like slow down now. And we can look at that. And I love that you brought up autoimmunity in particular, because one of the things you you talk about, and I mentioned it in your bio when I introduced you, was this supersizing self-love. And I call it radical love or radical self-love. And I would love your take on that, because especially as a mind-body expert, 
when I hear autoimmunity, which I too, of course, have Hashimoto's and I've spoken about on other podcasts, when you hear autoimmunity, I find it so synonymous with the high achieving person, in particular, the high achieving woman, because we tend to be really hard on ourselves and autoimmunity is attacking yourself. So tell me a little bit about how or what you see coming up with your clients and self-love. Yeah, so I absolutely agree with you. I think it's um, definitely autoimmune is the body attacking itself. And, you know, I think with my clients, it really depends. And it's funny because a lot of them live, I mean, they're all in, they're all over, they're international and whatnot. A lot of them live in like near or around major cities, or even if they're in the Midwest, they're near a, you know, a major city. But I'm finding wherever they are, you know, even if they're in Europe or Croatia or Japan, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's like you could even be in Sedona, Arizona, right? The best like vortexy place you can yeah, be. I'm headed there in a few days. Oh my God. It's amazing. I went there last year. It's life changing, <laughs> by the way. Um, it doesn't matter where they are. They all have the same kind of like stress level or not even, and it's from external circumstances, but it really starts internally because we're putting our pressure on ourselves, you know? And it, cause as women, it's like, we feel like we have to have, be, and do it all like all at once. And we have to like prove something to ourselves or we have to, you know, as high achievers, we're setting the bar so high, right? We want this business or this relationship or this body image of us, you know, we want it to be a certain way that we envision it as entrepreneurs and business owners, even high achieving women and professionals, we have a certain standard for ourselves and which is perfect, right? Cause we're taught, you know, as little, little girls and children to dream big and have these great visions. And that's great. And I'm not knocking that. And we should set our standards high, but at the same time, we don't want to be attacking ourselves or being like, oh my gosh, comparing the comparison trap. Sometimes we fall into, to. I mean, listen, we're all human. I, I fall into like a lot of these traps as well, but I think it's, you know, just being at peace with like where you are, because there's always going to be where you want to be. And there's always going to be where you are right now. And there's always going to be that gap, right. <laughs> of like, okay, that middle ground of like, how am I going to get there? So knowing that like, and we've heard it before, there's no destination, right? There's no, like, it's a journey because when you hit that destination that you set for yourself, you're always going to want to go to another destination. So it's like, it's always a moving target. So I think if it were really, and I'm learning this just as I get older, um, to really be at peace and grateful for exactly what I have right now and looking at all my accomplishments. Like look at all your accomplishments, all of like the struggles and everything you've come through and really hard times that you didn't think you were going to, you know, get out of and all of the successes we have. Cause I don't think as entrepreneurs and professional women and high achieving women, we don't celebrate enough all of the achievements that we have done. We're like, oh, okay. Cause I know with myself, like, you know, I launched, I launched, we were talking about this before we got on air. I launched a podcast in like literally three months. I did 26 episodes with a website and all that. And I'm like, okay, next. Like <laughs> I didn't even stop <laughs> to celebrate. And that's like, here, oh like yeah. what is wrong with me? Right. So it's just like, yeah, it's like, I think we get into these things where it's like these patterns of, okay, we achieve something, but what's next? We're so focused on the vision that we don't just take a breath and take a moment or take like a day or a week to really celebrate how far we've come. Absolutely. Oh my God. This is, I'm going to, I'm just going to quote this and listen back to it. I'm, I'm writing my, my book right now. It comes out in November of this year and it's called Unsettled. And I'm listening to you and I'm thinking it is the distinction between settling 
which doesn't feel good and it feels gross. And if you're a high achieving woman, you do not want to do that. So it's the distinction between like settling or being unsettled, which means you actually really don't have that sense of, ah, which, you know what, let's use the word again, settled. Like we make the word settled ugly or it can be really great. And if we're constantly, like you said, not acknowledging where we came from, not stopping to celebrate ourselves and looking for the next thing, you know, that is a whole different striving energy and it's exhausting. And it's the number one reason I think we get sick and we get immune deficiencies just from what I've seen when I was in my clinical practice and, you know, until now coaching and working with people. So I love that you brought that up because, you know, you can still want more for yourself, but not at the expense of your mind and your self-esteem and, you know, comparing yourself to others and trying to reach some carrot at the end of the stick. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's, I I think so what's important with the whole settling, I mean, it's not a bad word. And I think, you know, (laughs) the the it's not, it's like, it's not bad, but it's like the in-between moment, right? Like I've always been a go, go, go type A personality, like to-do list girl. And it's just always been in me. Right. But what I've learned just with coaching with mentors of mine and and women that are just, you know, a few steps ahead of me and and being around these like just super high achieving successful women is like there's peace in the in-between, right? And that's what I'm really starting to learn. I mean, I get anxiety in some instances when I'm like too quiet. But think about it. When you're in the shower or when your mind's at total peace or maybe you're on vacation, you get the best ideas. You get divine downloads. And I think that's really, really important to kind of the whole motto of like slowing down to speed up. It's like, well, how about you just kind of sit, you know, sit and relax or, you know, so it's this whole thing of really getting comfortable with the uncomfortable for all of you, like type A, I high achieving women. Cause I know that's what I'm not forcing myself, but really inviting myself more and more to do because I'm knowing and I'm learning that the more I slow down and the more I'm really present in my body and how I'm speaking with a client in a workshop and a speech I'm facilitating, um, it's really, it's your energy, you know, and things start to flow. And like you had mentioned before at the top of the interview, it's like, it is, everything's about energy. It's the vibration. People can feel it. You're more in tune, you're more present. And then when you're really in that present moment, like things just start to shift, you know, and miracles happen. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love this. I love this conversation. You know, there's one single thing that is most depleting to like the feminine force of power that we are. And it's the constant doing and pushing and driving and forcing like that energy can be really depleting to our spirit and to ourselves. And, you know, like you said, if you're type A and if you're that personality, chances are you've developed those habits. I have, you know, you have, that's why we're having this conversation. And so it's a matter of reprogramming that. And I, I love that you brought that up. And especially I love that you're bringing up slow down to speed up. I work with mentor and, and you know, super coach Rich Litvin, who's a co-author of The Prosperous Coach, yes. Steve Chandler. And they, you know, they say in the book, and I've taken it on as my mantra, slow down to speed up. And you know, there's that part of you inside of you, like you said, the high achiever that's like, what? No, wait, what do you want me to do? Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean slow down? And yet there's so much wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So important. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about, you know, the women that you work with and what is, let's say one of the number one, maybe even number two, two or three top things that you see that once you start helping them make 
you know, whatever small or big shifts there they are around this, that you start to really see their lives and their businesses and everything change. Yeah. So the women I'm working with, I mean, we focus on three pillars. So it's basically managing their mindset because mindset always gets in the way. Um, it's maximizing their time because for a lot of people, right, just they have a lot going on and it's like everyone has the same 24 hours, uh, you know, in a day, seven days a week. So why are some focus, you know, focus people getting things done and why some people are not, are not. And then it's really monetizing in their business. But I think the, and also the whole self-love, I mean, it's all intertwined in all of this because it, it is kind of, um, even with the mindset and, and the maximize your time and, and monetizing, it's like, well, you can't do all of those things unless you're your best asset. Right. So I think for the women that I work with, I mean, those are the three top pillars that are really like every time, um, you know, having a conversation, they come up, um, more and more also with the focus and the time management, I think as well, because, they have really big aspirations and they have really big visions and kind of like even as simple as like planning, you know, like how are they planning their day? How are they planning their week? How are they planning like each quarter? So I think people have a little bit of a struggle around that. And I think, and, and there's no secret pill. Like there's no, you know what the secret is? The secret is consistency and small daily right action. That is the only secret. <laughs> That's so it's like, you know, why are people getting so much more done? Well, they're just doing either a little bit more action or they have a really well-defined daily routine that they do. You know, it's kind of like losing weight. Um, I actually recently just lost 30 pounds over like the course of, yeah, of course of eight months. But guess what? I mean, I hired a, a coach. She's like a professional, you know, top professional like athlete. She's in muscle and fitness. I mean, she's amazing. But she, she even said to me, there's no secret. She's like, if you want to look like me or even halfway look like me, she's like, there's no secret. It's basically, you know, eating right, eating clean foods and exercising. Like there's no magic pill. So that's kind of what I feel like success is. And I think, um, I think the editor of Success Magazine, he even came out with a book called The Compound Effect, where he talks about, you know, daily small right actions, because basically when you take these small right actions every day, it basically, you know, makes you into momentum. You know, it basically, you know, one thing builds on another and then momentum creates confidence. And it's kind of that great, amazing cycle of doing that all over again. But I think what people you know, it, it's the consistent action, right? It's the, it's not sexy, right? It's not like. Well, exactly. And that's what I was going to say is that that also fits into the slowing down to speed up. Cause if you're, if you're being consistent, you know, that implies, you know, a modicum of slowing down, even if it's just a little bit, because you need to take consistent right action. And of course, you know, as high achievers and highly motivated women that we are, you know, it's like, well, what's, no, what's the solution? Like, just give me the five steps. I'll go do them and it's done. Like, just tell me what it is. Right. And it doesn't yeah. work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, all it is, is it's just like, because if, if you really think about it, if you dedicated even just 30 minutes to your goal or your dream or your business, it might not sound like a lot, but when you do that every day or even just take five days out of the week or even three days out of the week, you know, it doesn't have to be every day. It could be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. You'll see. And if you're really consistent with it, 
over 90 days, over two quarters, you know, and that's the whole thing too. I mean, think about exercise again. I compare it to exercise because it's so tangible. You can see it. You know, when you work with a personal trainer, they kind of want you to work with them with at least 90 days because you're not really going to see tangible results until after that 90 days is over. Same thing with a goal or, you know, something that you're working towards, you know, at least, at least you have to be consistent for 90 days. But if you want to start smaller, like, you know, start with consistency for a month, you know, or a week. It's all about breaking it down and into simple steps. And I think people just miss that consistency part of it. And, you know, and that was me. I mean, that was me. I would be on this, like, I'd be consistent for like three months and then I'd stop for two months and then I have to get back. You know, it takes more work to like build that consistency up again when you stop. So that was me. I was on this vicious cycle, like starting and stopping and starting and stopping and start. And it was just not working for me. And I had to learn the hard way. I did it for many, many years, many years. And now I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm consistency. I'm just, you know, putting it through into different aspects of my life, like with my health and my fitness and now with my business, you know, so it's, it's a progress. What advice would you have for that woman who, you know, she's already a leader, you know, whether she's a leader in corporate, whether she's a leader in her own business, she's in a leadership position and she's looking to, you know, change it up or reinvent And we want to, you know, we don't want to get to the place where we fall sick and we have to take time off or we have an autoimmune disease to like reinvent and reassess. So what advice would you give to someone who's already like, okay, I'm in this position. It's great. I'm loving what I do. And I feel like there might be something more. Yep. So I had a great exercise that my book coach taught me because I'm actually in the midst of writing my book proposal. And, you know, at certain points I was just stuck. I was like, I I, I can't move for, further. So this advice applies to the same exact question that you just asked. So I was like, I'm stuck. I don't know like what to write. I'm just blocked. I don't, I just don't know. So she's like, you know what, what I want you to do for the next month on the weekends, she's like, I want you to do at least something that you a love to do as a child, B never thought you would do, but just step out of your comfort zone and do like take maybe, I don't know, a belly dancing class and see, really see like, what else do you like? Like, just think about what are the things that you enjoy and go do them. So what I did for a month is I went on a quest and I did that. You know, I found things as a child I'd like to do. You know, I love to like paint and do like pottery, work with pottery when I was like, you know, like 10, 12, 14 years old. Um, I'd love to dance. I remember that. And then I challenged myself. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll do a boudoir photo shoot for myself, like sexy lingerie. Like, so what that does, it kind of you know, infuses creativity. And it's like, well, what? Cause it's, it's when you get stuck or when you don't know like what next action to take again, it's like getting out of that, getting out of that energy and doing something totally different because then what that does is it, it makes your brain kind of rest, but focus on something else. And then you will get like divine downloads or you'll be guided to the next step. And I think just getting out of your comfort zone and trying things either that you think you like or knew you did like in the past or something that, you know, is totally out of your comfort zone and seeing where that leads. I think that's kind of the first step into really, you know, and it doesn't have to be some big major thing. You know, it could be something very small that you do over the weekend, you know, that really just kind of gets, it could be taking 
literally, it could be taking just a Saturday of doing absolutely nothing or just seeing where the day leads you. Like maybe go getting a massage. And then what do you feel like after the massage? And, you know, just listening to your body even. So that's the, that's the advice that I would give. I absolutely love that you brought in because everything I pretty much heard you talk about there was getting out of your head and getting back into your body. Right. Yeah. Um, so dancing movement, even if it's, you know, a piece of music and you're listening and just feeling it in your body. I love it because everything that that has in common and what I have found is the number one cause of burnout amongst us women who are wanting it all and trying to, you know, not settle, but be settled is this being in our heads too much. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're not in our bodies, you know, and, and in our bodies, it's, it's just, and that's where the energy, it moves, right? I mean, because you kind of have to be, you have to be, everything's connected, your mind, body, soul, right? So it's doing things to feed all three of those. And that's kind of another, a nugget, like a success. That's the, that, that's the magic pill too, you know, little seeker of success. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Kelly, I want to thank you so much for your wisdom, for everything you're doing in the world, for women and entrepreneurs and for being on the show. Oh my gosh. I think you're doing incredible, amazing things. So I love this podcast and I think you're just shifting the world. You know, anything we do that even is a podcast, something we speak, something we, you know, get out on social media and it's just shifting the world. So I, I just really, really honor you, acknowledge you for just putting this out in the world because it's making a huge difference. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. And ditto to you and anyone that's listening, you know, have your voice be heard, get out there and speak your truth and speak your mind because everyone could benefit. Thanks again, Kelly. Thank you. Wasn't that an amazing show? I want to thank Kelly again for being on the show. And I want to let you guys in on a little thing that you may not be aware of. Those of you women that are listening to the show that resonate with today's show and the message and are feeling like, you know, you are in that leadership place, but you're ready for the next level wherever that is. Maybe the next level for you is the slowdown to speed up. Maybe that next level is reconnecting to a place inside of you that's really been lost. Maybe it's been hiding. Maybe it's just been ignored because of the go, go, go and the hustle and the ambition that we all feel to really have it all and to fulfill our desires. And if that's you and you're wanting to get to the next level and you know that that next level is not necessarily pushing and pushing, but that it requires you going inside inside and looking and seeing, and more importantly, listening to what your soul has to offer, I want to present to you Thirsty Soul Retreats Bali. This is a retreat that myself and a fellow coach are organizing for women exactly like you who are ready to get out of their heads, get into their hearts and into their bodies and find what the next step is for you from a place of true knowing and connection. And of course, daily yoga and being in a spiritual center like Bali, healthy foods, clean foods. We're going to go on some excursions. I'm actually beyond excited about this retreat. If you want to find out more about this, head on over to either my Instagram page and click on the link in the bio, or you can go to my Facebook page and find out the link there. And of course, we're going to add the link to the show notes here as well. Thirsty Soul Retreats dot com is the link and I cannot wait to talk to you more about this thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising everyone 
For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 